Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Thursday, August 10th, 2023, and there are several Cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today. And I want to first and foremost say happy birthday to two people near and dear to me. Uh, I have my little 12-year-old whose birthday is today. And then we have Eddie Elliott from Long Beach, California. Happy birthday to Casey Kimbrough of Charlotte, North Carolina. Happy birthday to David Amathon from Boston, Massachusetts. And happy birthday to Deidre Carpenter Kemp of Carson, California. I want to say to each and every one of you, happy birthday. May today be filled with all the love, joy, happiness, peace, and understanding you deserve on this birthday of yours. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get a shout out for your birthday, please do me a favor and send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And so we have a lot going on today. So if you are somebody that likes to get good information, I would say to you today, today is a great day to get a piece of paper. And a pen together because we are going to do some talking actually the rest of the week today and tomorrow. We're going to be talking about inflation and, uh, you know, we're going to go with the macro, the first part of the show. And we're going to talk about the next chapter of inflation because I see some things coming. We're going to talk about the July jobs numbers that um, I predict (laughs) the feds are going to have a lot to chew on. And right now, what do you do if you have money? Now, this is what you really need to do uh, in reference to that pen and paper. And we're going to talk about economic warfare with China. And we're also going to talk about uranium and what's happening over in Niger. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a lot to talk about. And I found a quote today because... I really want to make sure we understand the difference between authority and power. And this quote actually summed it up pretty well. Authority and power are two different things. Power is the force by means of which you can oblige others to obey you. Authority is the right to direct and command to be listened to or obeyed by others. Authority requires power. Power without authority is tyranny. And I'm saying that because our United States dollars fall in that category of 
<laughs> in my opinion, some tyranny. And we're going to hear about that in a little bit. And again, authority is a power. They're two different things. And so we've got to understand that as we move forward to understand money and understand what's happening with this coup. And I am going to share with you what's behind the coup and what's behind different countries stepping up to back Niger or be against Niger. And it has all to do with uranium. So I'll just say this, ladies and gentlemen, things get more interesting as things are uncovered as the onion and the levels of the onion are peeled back. Uh, There's just so much that we don't know and that we don't understand. And uh, I plan to uncover some things for us in today's show. And we're going to really go over those different things, those different bullet points over the next couple of days. So tune in, tell your friends and family to tune in. Make sure that you listen to the replays. Make sure that people are downloading the app because this is some good information that you need to know when we come forward the first thing we're going to do is jump into the inflation and what we're seeing right now this is kbla talk 1580 all right welcome back forward Welcome forward. Inflation, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk in the macro right now because inflation has indeed, in my opinion, bottomed and is now turning back up as we've been seeing this and anticipating it for the better part of this month. This morning, the Labor Department actually issued the July Consumer Price Index Report. That's the CPI. That's what you hear them talking about. The official year over year inflation rate is now 3.2% and it's up from 3.0%, which was last month. And so this core inflation rate includes food and energy and is slightly down from the 4.8% to 4.7, which has been the lowest since October 21st. Now, in general, the Federal Reserve actually pays heed to the core inflation more than the headline number. So on that theory that food and energy prices are volatile, um, the core rate is better. And so what that means is that the feds are more than likely to raise the interest rates in the next coming months because their core rate is nowhere near the 2% inflation that they actually want to target. Remember, I'm saying it's at 3.2. So the feds more than likely are going to come in and actually raise the interest rates again, which is going to be a problem. But when I just checked a couple of minutes ago, the major U.S. stock indexes are actually up at least 1%. The S&P 500 was back up over 4,500. That's because the official 3.2% inflation rate 
is just a little bit lower than they expected because they expected it to be around 3.3. And anytime something is lower than the experts expect, the Wall Street economists get really happy. And that means that they're doing good and it makes the markets look good. But in theory, that means the Fed is less likely to raise interest rates really high uh, next month. They probably do a little bit of a percentage, but they are going to probably do some raising. But looking at the activities in some of the markets that we really don't talk about, which are the futures market, um, traders assign that there should only uh, be about a 10% probability that the Fed will raise the rate. I think it's more probability than that. But the bottom line is we need to be still holding on to our wealth. What we do have, maybe you don't feel like you're wealthy, but money is money. And we need to be holding on to it and waiting to find out what the markets are actually doing uh, as we really are careful about spending and splurging. In, in relation to saving and investing. And we got about six weeks, ladies and gentlemen, to find out what's going to happen at the next meeting. And why do I keep harping on these different reports, CPI reports, and the feds raising the rates? Because it has all to do with how much we pay ultimately at the pump, how much we pay at grocery stores, how much we pay for interest rates on our property. And it really does have a lot to do with our bottom line in our in our households. But let's get real. A lot of things can happen between now and then, including another monthly inflation report uh, or another monthly jobs report. So we just got to really take it all in stride. Just really know what's happening and what's driving interest rates and things of that sort. I want you all to get used to hearing about these numbers so that you know what these numbers actually mean, but inflation numbers are having no meaningful impact on Bitcoin. They're having no meaningful impact on precious metals. So gold is stagnant at $1,900.16 and Bitcoin is stagnant. And you'll hear about that a late, a little bit later. Likewise, silver is stagnated. Crude prices remain um, kind of in their in their all time highs or their highs for 2023, just below eighty four dollars. So for those of you that are looking for what actually makes different markets go up and down, I'm continuing to hopefully show you how these different reports either affect the market or they have no um uh, they have no bearing on the markets just based on what's being said. So there's no real fear, uncertainty and doubt because the numbers came in slightly lower than what the experts are talking about. So everybody feels kind of comfortable right now. And so, again, that makes everything pretty stagnant. But when the numbers are off either way, that's what really changes the numbers in the market. So if we take a closer look at the jobs numbers, and I told you that 
you know, the jobs market, in my opinion, do not have a bearing on some of the things that we've been seeing in the uh, the African-American community. It's really interesting to see how these jobs number, uh, these job numbers actually uh, are being reported and really they're dissuading uh, a lot of different communities to think that there's a problem. So on one hand, there seem to be, as they said, 187,000 new jobs were created. 187,000 new jobs were created. That was up slightly from the prior month, which itself was revised. And remember, I tell you all, they use so many different um, key areas to put these reports out. And then they change those key areas to make these reports sound like and be as robust as they need them to be. But the figures um, um, just don't make sense to me as it relates to the last three years of their economic expansion plan. And so real wages registered a real small increase in July. And so when they say real wages, that leads me to believe that these 187,000 jobs that are newly created don't really have real wages where people can actually sustain themselves and stay working because these 187,000 jobs could be paying eight, nine dollars an hour. Like we don't know. We don't know if they're part time. We don't know if they're talking about jobs that just give people 10 to 20 hours a week. Um, and they could have created these jobs specifically for that to make sure that these numbers look good. But this is these are the numbers that the feds use to raise interest rates these are the numbers that a couple of different entities utilize to really find out if our economic uh if our economic situation is stable and so real wages are positive even after an adjustment if they're actually real wages and so uh, one of the quotes that I was able to find as it relates to the labor force participation is said that they have a increase of about 62% of people going back into the workforce and it really again still is questionable because as we look around us at the community are they really having the type of meaningful employment that we need to really survive in our households or are people having to take two or three jobs because these jobs that they're creating aren't paying enough are they really telling the truth when they say that our unemployment rate our unemployment rate has dropped from 3.5% to 3.6% the month before. These are the lowest unemployment rates since 1960, according to history. And they have steady job creation, a historically low employment rate right now, and constant labor force participation for real wage increases. 
what's not to like, they would say. But I'm going to say I don't like what I'm reading versus what we're experiencing in the community. Everywhere we go, there are signs up that saying help wanted everywhere we go. Even if you're shopping in some of these bigger stores like Macy's or some of these places, there's no help in there. And there's either one or two or three people working the floor trying to really get things done. So something is wrong with these. There is a problem. Uh, I just really don't believe that uh, these numbers are correct and these numbers are working in our best interests. So that could soon affect the stock market and people's bottom line or company's bottom line. And so as we're investing and looking for places to put our monies, uh, that's going to lead to my next uh, conversation that we really need to have about where you should be putting your money right now if you have some money available. And I know you think I'm going to say put it in all into Bitcoin, which I have said over and over. I do not suggest that you go all in on Bitcoin because you have to have a diversified portfolio because we don't really know what is up ahead. We do not know um, uh, how things are going to actually pan out because of the interest rates, because of inflation, because of all of these things. But there are storm clouds on the horizon, as I've said, as I've stated, I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose, providing financial advice. But you should always keep your eyes watchful for risks. But for now, it's important to take advantage of the opportunities that this uncertainty is giving us in the markets. So here are some of the areas that I have been investing in myself. And I'm going to say it that way. And hopefully you are able to take notes and really uh, understand. So, yes, there is Bitcoin. Yes, there is the assets, the digital assets. And that would be the Bitcoin. Then we have the hard assets, which would be the gold, the silver, the real estate. Uh, I'm leaning more on gold and making sure that I have enough that I'm able to do what I want to do. But that being said, consumers uh, are also spending. So I want you to follow me on this. Thanks to the healthy job market that they are claiming. Consumers are relatively confident about spending money. So listen to me on this. Last week, Costco's, I did a little bit of digging and Costco's reported strong sales and they have a higher stock. Now, people are buying things in bulk. And I need to tie some things together that I've been trying to teach you or tell you. Other communities on social media are talking about storing six to 12 months of food and non-perishable goods to weather the storm that is coming up. Costco is on their list of companies that are not on the woke list. 
Why are they not on the woke list? Why is Costco not on the woke list? Because Costco's does not have a bona fide diversity and inclusion department. So that being stated, these individuals that are on this go woke, go broke campaign are pushing for people to go to Costco's and shop. So if you're getting the hint, we can win when they win based on them going against the against the grain, against what they're calling die, right? So if we know which companies they're actually pushing their people to spend, we can make money right along with them because they're pushing their people to put their money into the companies that we might just happen to be investing in. I don't know if this is making sense to you all, but I'm hoping that I'm I'm helping you tie all the loose threads because I know sometimes you're like, where is she going with this? But I hope that you understand that their push can be our gain if we're really paying attention. So Costco's reported strong sales driving their stock higher because they're preaching, and I'm repeating this, hoping you catch it, that this is where you need to be shopping in order to make sure that you have six months to a year of food, non-perishable items, canned goods for what is about to take place in our economy. So if you caught that, you understand that. So consumers are also spending on services, specifically travel and leisure. So while there are so ups and downs in this area of the market, the overall trend is being very positive. And so we're going to quickly do a couple of other ones. Um, healthcare. Uh, this is something that I've been reading and seeing. Um, there are many uh, things in the healthcare industry that you need to be looking at because they're creating problems. They're creating sicknesses. They're creating uh, catastrophes, in my opinion, where people are in line for surgeries and other procedures, right? Great news for medical equipment companies who supply not just the tools and the equipment, but also the consumable products, products that are needed to be uh, continually replaced like laughing gases and anesthesia. Uh, there's just so many things that are really making sense to invest in if you choose to go into something where you could possibly put your money for gains other than trying to get quick, rich quick in the cryptocurrency cryptocurrency space. So one of the other things I talked to you about before was energy, energy and strengthening the econ economy uh, in recovery for natural resources really drives the price in the energy sector. And so ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we're going to do a little bit on two more things that you need to keep an eye open for. But when we come forward, we'll get into that in the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So this is going to tie into our 
thing that we've been talking about with Niger and it has to do with the uranium that's actually in that region, ladies and gentlemen. Does that kind of make sense how people have been fighting over who's going to help them and who's not going to help them, who's colonizing them, who or what, who needs to be in power? All of these things have to do with the world's dire need. And I didn't just say the world's need, the world's dire need specifically for more copper, more uranium more nickel, and plenty of other important resources. Ladies and gentlemen, all eyes are on Africa for plenty of different reasons. But when we see the dire need, specifically here in the United States for uranium, it goes to tell you more and more why there's such a strong demand for the higher prices of these commodities. So what if we're investing in these commodities and the companies who produce these commodities? We stand to profit, right? Diversification is key. I am not a financial advisor, but I know that in times such as this, when when countries state that they are in dire need of something, we need to be looking to the companies that are actually producing these commodities or the countries that are producing these commodities to understand why wars are getting ready to break out, why coups are happening, why all these things are taking place because it's all about profit. It's all about money. It's all about having what is needed. And again, when you're in a country that produces nothing, they have got to go out and get it from somewhere. So it's about power and control. Authority is a little bit different as we talked about at the beginning, but many of these things are going to start trending higher. So if we're not just ahead of the cryptocurrency curve, if we're ahead of some of the other things that we know are coming down the pipe, we're going to be in a good situation. And so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, technology, because a lot of you are asking, should you be involved in investing in technology? You should to a certain extent, but many of these large cap tech stocks look to be excellent buys, but Um, I'm really being very apprehensive uh, because there is going to be a lot of pullback from what I see because of artificial intelligence. A lot of these stocks are extended and expensive and vulnerable, and we don't exactly know what's going to hurt us or help us or what people are going to be gravitating to. So it really pays to do your homework and make sure that you're investing in real companies that generate real profits and how you're going to go about finding that out again is a whole nother story because they create the reports that you read in order to go ahead and start investing. So to be safe, I am just continuing to fall back on decentralization. I need to invest in companies or things that are decentralized. 
that I can control myself because I can't control what they write in a report. I can't control what the CEOs say. I can't control the parallel economy. I cannot control the people that say that they're pushing for the die, uh, for the, for, for woke to die. Uh, all of those things, I can't control them. So all of these things are great to invest in, but at the end of the day, you've got people at the helm that still have alternative or ulterior motives. And that is for the for certain individuals not to excel. So we can take advantage of some things alongside them, but we can also be very careful about where we invest and how we spend money with people that don't want us to succeed. And so the pullback is going to be real, ladies and gentlemen, as all of these things play out. So there is a lot of different caveats in that. And so since we are here on ahead of the crypto curve, let's talk about some cryptocurrency and some things that are happening because just like gold is stagnant, just like silver is stagnant. So is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is holding right around 29,000 right now. As we speak, it's $29,362. It's down in the last hour, 0.17%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 0.47%. Uh, percent. In the last seven days, it's up 0.49%. Ethereum right now is trading at $1,846. It is down in the last hour 0.09%. In the last 24 hours, 0.24%. And in the last seven days, it is up 0.22%. Now, I'm going to scroll down on CoinMarketCap and I pretty much see everything looking the same, probably red in the last hour and 24 hours in the last seven days up. But some of the meme coins are not doing as good as they're supposed to be. And there's some cryptocurrency news that you need to know. So uh, first, I got to tell you this, because a lot of you are going to be approached on social media in different places about a new meme coin that is out. They seem to like to sell you things that are associated with dogs, right? And there is a new coin that is coming out that uh, they're trying to get sales for. And it looks just like Shiba Inu and Dogecoin. But you want to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, as you are investing in meme coins, hoping that they do something really good down the road. These meme coins are designed to suck money from your bank account. So please be careful as you get involved with any coins that look like a dog is being <laughs> represented. Uh, I don't know if they're playing on the fact that Americans are having dogs and doing more with dogs um, than ever 
but you just really need to pay attention to that. Um, the United States has also the Biden administration, and this has nothing really to specifically do with cryptocurrency, but the Biden administration just actually allotted $20 million in rewards for artificial intelligence companies to help secure the country's critical infrastructure. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you a few days ago and even yesterday, we are in some serious trouble as it relates to artificial intelligence. So you got to get in there, kind of understand some of the things that are going on. But if our president has just allotted $20 million to actually secure our country's critical infrastructure, that's saying something. There is some serious concern about um, what's going on with artificial intelligence and them really being outsmarted uh, in several different areas. And this is getting serious. So just think if somebody sends the, the president or sends the powers that be something showing that a certain region has been bombed and the United States states thinks that we're under attack and they then call out troops and some other things all to find out that it was a deep fake they're starting to see these things take place so he's actually had to allot millions of dollars to get people to come in to really secure our country's infrastructure and so that's a serious thing and so um, a preliminary phase will actually select up to 20 performing teams to progress uh, during what they call DEFCON 2024. And somebody's going to win uh, $2 million of that $20 million to move into the finals to see who can help our United States secure our infrastructure. And this is some serious stuff. <laughs> This is some serious stuff. It's nothing to really laugh at at all because this is just really interesting times. And we're sitting in the middle of a lot of different things that we really didn't anticipate were going to come this quick. And I believe that there's a lot of things happening behind the scene that we're not being told because they're national security. But there is something that's problematic if they're trying to find people to help our Secret Service and our security agencies secure our infrastructure. So, ladies and gentlemen, this AI thing is more real than we probably are even being led to believe. When we come forward, we will continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. There is a quick story that gave me some inspiration today. And um, this story is about a miner, a Bitcoin miner who produced 150 Bitcoin back in 2009. Now, remember, in 2009, Bitcoin was worth a mere uh, 13 cent back then. And he sold his stash last year for an astonishing $6.5 million last year. So what a difference 13 years makes, right? So as we look at this, 
for this miner holding his Bitcoin for 13 years. I am hoping, and I'm saying me, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying this is what you should be able to expect, but holding it 13 years got him a whopping $6.5 million. Now I have to think about this. In 13 years from now, I'll be 66 years old. And at 66 years old, if I was retiring from the workplace at 65 or 70, I would probably only have saved up safely. And you can gauge this against what you have saved up safely, probably about a half a million dollars. I'm going to say $500,000. And that's really on the high side, depending on how much you're saving. But really, I'm saying that based on what I've seen from the portfolios that I've looked at over the years. Nobody's had more than $300,000 strong in a 401k. So I'm going to just pretend as though when I retire at 65, 70, I've saved enough to have $500,000 in the bank. That's at 65. But what if I could hold for the next 13 years and have $6.5 million because I've stored up enough Bitcoin that when the price raises, I can have this amount of money saved up. I think it would be well worth it. So what I'm looking at is, again, buying and holding because this story is over and over and over in this space. Bitcoin has outperformed any other asset class out there. And this selling right now, ladies of this uh, and ladies and gentlemen of this 150 Bitcoin um, shows a total profit investment of a whopping five billion percent growth. Now, if I can get five billion percent growth on what I am holding in my Bitcoin wallet, it would be absolutely phenomenal in the next 13 years. Now I'm willing to wait that 13 years because I'm going to wait patiently for the right moment or uh, just like this individual did, or maybe they even forgot they had the Bitcoin and then they parted with their holdings uh, in April of last year and got this, you know, made this money. But the problem, the problem I see is people don't have the staying power right now. They're really, really skitzy uh, about uh, holding on to the Bitcoin. They're trying to figure out what they can buy with the Bitcoin, how they can get rich quick. And again, this is long game. 13 years is is kind of a long time, but 13 years is also a long time if you're investing at your job and you're waiting on your 401k to do what they told you it was going to do. It's also a long time if you bought an annuity that is not going to mature, you're not able to pull from it for 10 years. It's still a long time. You got to play long game with a lot of different things. Why can't you play long game in the cryptocurrency space? And that is what I am suggesting that each and every one of us do is play long game, but never invest 
more than you can afford to lose. And so as we look at what we talked about in the macro and how we need to be diversified versus just doing all cryptocurrency, I think if we can just diversify our portfolio and play long game or I can play long game, we're going to do well in the end. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So let me do two updates. I know that we have had some conversation about Novatech and being able to pull 5% out. And people are wondering if that is really the case. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, I'm not affiliated with Novatech. I am an investor just like yourselves. And of course, we know that we were never supposed to invest more than we could afford to lose. That being stated, I was told by the higher ups in Novatech that we can withdraw 5% a month or yeah, a month. So those individuals that can go into their back office and try to pull 5% worth of Bitcoin, please do that. You're going to have to put in a Bitcoin wallet address and you're going to have to click the button at the top to request a withdrawal. And then you're only able to pull 5%. Now, that being said, there's a couple of people that I know that put in for a withdrawal in April and their um, withdrawals have not yet been met, which in my opinion means that they've not yet got to the April people. So anybody who's requested anything April, May, June, July, and now August are all going to have to wait their turn. Uh, there were a couple of people at the beginning of April who got their 5% withdrawal, but these couple of people I know that did the end of April have not yet received their withdrawal. So Novatech is working that from what I can see or tell, again, I have nobody, uh, no company, no owner that I can actually talk to. I'm just telling you what I can see from my clients that were involved in Novatech and from those who got us involved in the Novatech uh, to know. And again, this is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not Novatech. Novatech is not Bitcoin. People took their Bitcoin and invested it in Novatech to trade for them. It is two totally different things. So if, if that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, it shouldn't be a bad taste against Bitcoin. Rather, a company that took the Bitcoin to do what they were supposed to do initially and now they're waiting because of regulation or whatever else uh, has nothing to do with Bitcoin specifically. Now, the Black Wall Street wallet, they are still waiting for the go ahead from the Nevada regulators to allow them to disperse the Bitcoin to their clients. So we're staying uh, steadfast and ready to make those transfers when it's needed. I promise you I will continue to keep you updated. Uh, and I just want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We're making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And ladies and gentlemen, please, dollar cost average, uh, do your due diligence on anything you get involved in in the cryptocurrency space because we're going to continue 
creating Satoshi millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.